0: In a world crying out in the midst of pestilence, violence, and other horrifying events, the voice of Christ calls out to those suffering in sin and despair. Blessed are they who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Hello and welcome to Pick Up Your Bible with Cynthia Pavamani. Today, Cynthia continues the Beatitudes series by taking a look at what Jesus means when he says, those who mourn. Let's listen in. The Beatitudes Those
1: who mourn. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Matthew 5 verse 4. The Beatitudes is a fascinating piece of biblical text. In it we see Jesus call a people blessed whom when we look at are anything but. This particular beatitude is no exception. It addresses those who mourn, specifically those who mourn over their sinfulness. Jesus reminds his disciples that the kingdom of heaven is not like the kingdoms of earth. What we call blessed on earth are things that bring us happiness, health, wealth, success, self-reliance, independence, marital bliss, the list goes on. We know these things. We long for these things. These are not what Jesus calls blessed. In this intimate conversation he has with his disciples, Jesus reveals to them the blessed in the kingdom of God as the poor in spirit, the one who mourns, the meek, the one who hungers and thirsts for righteousness, the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers, and the ones persecuted for the sake of righteousness. As his disciples draw closer to him, they will realize how unlike Jesus they are. We all will. When we realize how sinful we are, we realize how undeserving of his love we are. Jesus promises that in this revelation of one's sinful state and their deep grief over it, the disciple will experience the loving comfort of God. What does this comfort look like? First and foremost, God sent Jesus, the one who knew no sin, bore our sin, that in him we might be righteous before God. He also promises that those who believe in Jesus and are redeemed through him are no longer condemned. Our realization and grief over our sin needn't drive us into caves and mountains to live out the rest of our lives in penitential isolation. In the kingdom of God, the one who mourns over his sin is welcome to come and exchange this grief for the comfort we have in Christ our Messiah. We are no longer defined by our sin, but the righteousness we have in Christ.
0: And we're back with the second episode in our Beatitude series. And Cynthia, last week we covered poor in spirit. And this week we're going through the second part, which is those who mourn. And I definitely had questions about this when I was going through what you had to say on this topic. Can I just jump right into it? <laughs> I haven't even Do introduced it. you or said hi to you.
1: <laughs> hi, de Cruz. But yes, hi. let's go. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, this is a really important one for us right now. Cynthia, so before we even hit the record button here, you and I were talking about the crisis in other countries and the pandemic, and mourning is a very real thing. And so, But I do want to make sure that we understand this correctly. So when Jesus is talking in this context, right, who did he mean by those who mourn?
1: Right. I believe that this one who mourns that he's referring to is the same person from the first Beatitude.
0: Mm, wow. The
1: first Beatitude is the is the poor in spirit, like we discussed last week. The person who's acutely aware of their own moral and spiritual depravity. I believe that the one who mourns, as referred to in the second beatitude, is the one who is mourning this spiritual depravity that he or she is aware of. Hmm. So this morning is not a morning of loss. Rather, this morning is caused by the knowledge of how wide the distance is between our Lord and creator and the sinful creation, the realization that we can do nothing to cover this expanse, right? Hmm. But our lack is met with the fullness of Christ who covers that through his death on the cross and now we stand blessed in the kingdom of god so i believe when we read the when we read the 8 beatitudes we can quickly read through it and think that jesus is talking about 8 different kinds of people with different kinds of situations that will be blessed in the kingdom of god mm. One kind of person is the person who's poor in spirit. Another kind of person is, oh, the person who is meek. We can read it like that. How Rafiki tells Simba in The Lion King, look harder. (laughs) And this is my encouragement to you when you read the Beatitudes, look beyond what you're just reading and you will see that this is a sequence of events that happens to every believer who is aware that they are poor in spirit. Mm -hmm. They naturally mourn their spiritual depravity. The one who mourns is the beatitude, the second beatitude. And it makes them more humble and meek, which is our third beatitude. And they begin to hunger and thirst for righteousness, the fourth beatitude, and they receive Christ, and they're no longer looking upon other people with contempt and judgment, but are filled with mercy for others, the same as they've received from Christ. And that's the Beatitude 5, right? Blessed are the merciful. And then they see God, and when they express this divine mercy to others, you know, their heart is purified through that process. Hmm. That's Beatitude 6, the pure in heart. And the peace of God that reigns in them makes them, makes them peacemakers. Beatitude seven, blessed is a peacemaker and the wicked world will persecute them for that which they have received from Christ, which is our Beatitude eight. God calls Hmm. them blessed. So I believe that in the these eight blessings it's it's a series of events that happens to to a believer that realizes i am sinful i am poor in spirit i am so far from god i need him god welcomes him into the kingdom of god and this is the series of things that happens the eight blessings eight beatitudes that happen to the believer hmm. so so it's every believer The one who mourns is every believer who realizes. It's not a mourning that's out of, it's a mourning out of despair, but it's not one that leaves you in that place. There is a response from God that you will be comforted because He intends to cover that expanse that lies between you and Him.
0: Mm. Yeah, and I think it's time to ask that other part of the question which is, and I I think you've gone into this a little bit, but what does it mean to be blessed? Because Jesus keeps saying, blessed, blessed are they, blessed are they. What does it mean in this context?
1: I love that you asked that question because the things we label hashtag blessed (laughs) <laughs> it's quite pathetic and temporary and right. nothing in comparison to what god means when he calls you blessed. Yeah. Right? Jesus spells out spells it out for us here through the beatitudes. He says that from the moment you as a believer you become aware of your spiritual poverty, you are called his. Yeah. That is his blessing for you, that he adopts you into his family and you are now part of his kingdom and he takes all responsibility for you, leading you down this path of sanctification. He gives you comfort. He calls you an heir. He fills you with his spirit. He extends everlasting mercy over your life. He reveals himself to you. He calls you a son, a daughter. He gives you his kingdom. This is what Jesus calls blessed. Hmm. Not a new home. Not a new job, not a new car. Those can be blessings of Christ. I'm not saying that God blesses us with many physical and health and financial, however we see blessings on earth, but we shouldn't be so small minded. That's what we see blessing as. That is, that is nothing compared to what we have being citizens of the kingdom of God. And this is hard to process, you know, to see suffering as a mode of blessing,
0: hmm. you know.
1: Yet yeah. God calls it so. So let's pray that God renews our minds to think in kingdom of God terms, hmm. to redefine what we call blessing, You know, and redefine everything gets redefined when Jesus shares the Beatitudes, and we understand what the kingdom of God is about. Everything is redefined, and we will learn more of this as we start discussing this. You know, what does it mean to be humble? What we're covering next week, you know, what we think in the world of as meekness or humility. Is not what God calls meekness and humility. What so everything gets redefined, yeah. Um, and blessings is one of those because we tend to think when our earthly blessings are minimal that God is um, that we are not. We feel an absence of God during that time right. if we are suffering in our health or we're suffering in our finances or we're not. We think God is withholding blessing from us. So it's very important that we understand what true blessing is in the kingdom of God because then you don't feel like that anymore. Then you understand that a no to an earthly blessing doesn't mean God is angry, doesn't mean God is um punishing. It it means uh, nothing more than the absence of it. And maybe a lesson that goes along with it, something he will teach you about being content, even in your sickness, being content in your lack. But God's blessing, as he spells out in the Beatitudes, is never withheld from you. You are Mm -hmm. never, once you're part of the kingdom of God, you can never lose that like you would a car or a house or a job. Right. But once you're a kingdom of God and you are mourning, you will be comforted. Like these promises are never going away. These promises are here to stay. And so if we can see these as the true blessings, what, how blessed are we? That's hashtag blessed
0: in the true sense. That's great. That's great. Yeah. So you did say that mourning, it's not the typical mourning that we think of, but... I think as Christians, we do see this verse and it is comforting to think about, blessed are those who mourn when you think about it as a believer, as a child of God. And, and I'm curious, have you had a moment of deep mourning in your life and taking it on a personal note? And how has Jesus been that rock for you in the midst of that?
1: I, I have. I've been, I've shared this be- before that I've been a believer for 25 years now. And in that time, I've had plenty of opportunities to screw up, and I have. Hmm. In my response to being hurt, I reacted in anger and disappointment. I rejected the truth of God, walked away and sought out my own answers in the world. And in pride and self-righteousness and lack of forgiveness for others, I committed sin, seeking hmm. Out earthly solutions that would comfort me here and now. And I walked away from the kingdom of God and stopped looking for him, looking to him for my answers. You know, but Jesus, um, Jesus pursued me into my dark cave. And while mm. I still held my face turned away from him, he put his hands on my face, turned me towards him and walked me back. You know, mm-hmm. he called me again, reminded me that it's okay that I, the one I love, are imperfect and poor in spirit. And that as we mourn that sinfulness and how imperfect we are, how ugly we are, he would comfort us. He would help us thirst for him again. He will help us hunger for him again. He would be merciful as we extended mercy to each other. He would reveal himself to because that to us because that's who Jesus is. Mm. You know, listener, his love is like nothing you have ever known. Yeah. It's deeper. It is wider. He let me start over and he will do the same for you. He doesn't leave us in our sin. So even as we mourn our spiritual depravity, he is our rescuer. He is indeed our rock. You asked me if Jesus, how was Jesus my rock? He is. He was the only thing I could hold on to and that would lead me back to where I needed to be. You step out into this world and the world has many things to offer you, but it's all sinking sand. It is only Christ that is the unmoving rock, the steady rock on which you can stand. So don't miss this chance to course correct, to respond to true love's call. He will call you into his kingdom and he will call you blessed. That is the nature of our God. His intention is to save you. His intention is to rescue you, to bring you to him and to make you heirs in his kingdom. Yeah. So we are not left in our mourning. And that is my story as a believer. That is every believer's story. You know, you are not held up because you can somehow keep it together. God pursues us even into our dark places, and He calls us out, and He leads us and guides us and preserves us till the end. Where can you find that? There is nowhere else that you find a Savior, even when you're not asking for Him, even Mm -hmm. when you turn away from Him. Once you are His, He will keep you. It's his promise. And I've experienced that in my life. So thank you for asking me that because I want everyone to know that I'm the biggest screw up and I have left Christ and walked away Mm. and didn't turn back of my own accord. He came, he, like a dad would run out into the street to pull his child back to safety. He came after me yeah and pulled me back and he would do for any one of his sheep yeah so this yeah. is the great truth i am trying to bring every week is that you would know this love that this god of the bible has for you and that you would turn to him and call out to him and seek him the one who wants to be found mm-hmm. by you yeah. um so I hope this is encouraging to you as De Cruz and I talk talk about these things. know that it's for the one purpose of you knowing this God that De Cruz and I have experienced for many years of our lives and continue to. He truly sustains every step of the way, every step that you take. He is the one who will keep you up and keep you till the end. And at this point I'm just repeating myself because. <laughs> I'm, you know, but I hope that this is encouraging you to pick up your Bible and get to know this God that de Cruz and I are trying to share with you through this podcast. He is truly the one worth
0: pursuing. Cynthia, thank you so much. That was that was beautiful. What are we going into for next week?
1: Next week, we are talking about blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth.
0: Okay. And it's, wow. I'm
1: excited to share about this because I feel the term meekness is really misunderstood. And mm-hmm. so I'm excited to talk about this
0: next week. Great. Great. Well, to our listeners, thank you so much for listening again to this second part of the Beatitudes series. And remember, there's always a new episode every Wednesday. So next week, you're going to hear about meek, blessed are the meek, so that Cynthia just shared. And To stay up to date, you can always subscribe to this podcast, turn on your notifications so that you always know when the next episode comes out. Now, if you'd like to ask Cynthia a question or offer suggestions on a future episode topic, I always say this, please email her at Cynthia at pickupyourbible.com. If you have questions, suggestions, concerns, we love to hear from you. Cynthia, you love hearing from our listeners, right?
1: I love hearing from our listeners. Please talk to me.
0: (laughs) Please. And listeners, may you experience the knowledge, wisdom, and love of God as you join us and pick up your Bible. Until next time, God bless you.